Welcome to the number one digital marketing podcast in Kenya where we dissect the topic digital marketing. My name is Ian Kuria from Jada Agency and most companies usually set goals, objectives and strategies at the beginning of every year. But how many incorporate a digital strategy in their overarching plan? My guest today is Jack Owiga, Director of Sales and Marketing at Pulse Kenya. He has over 10 years of experience in the digital field and today we're going to be talking about the digital landscape of Kenya, how to advertise a small business versus how to advertise a big business and everything in between. Haribu sana Jack. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Thanks Ian. So, where am I know yes, Kush. But yeah, thanks Ian. Um, yeah, as stated, um, about to clock 11 years in the digital space, I think this April. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey from once I began. Uh, currently, I am the Director of Sales and Marketing at Pulse Kenya. Uh, for those of you who know, Pulse is a subsidiary of Ringia, also part owners of Rome, which has Brighter Monday, uh, Byron Kenya, PGME, and the like. So yeah, it's been quite the journey, and yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Um, actually, I usually say this, and uh, this is, I'm sure, the 50th time you hearing <laughs> this he's actually the reason why i got into this uh, industry you know i'm still shocked by that i didn't know yeah, i actually didn't know because <laughs> my background is in computer science and then he gave me a gig a uh, couple of years back and the rest is history i hope i'm not the cause of your problems as well for this. <laughs> <laughs> um some of some of them <laughs> some of them so what's the most interesting thing about your job oh yeah okay what what i really love about my job what i, I really enjoy about it is you're able to make an impact. Um, you just don't do anything just to tick a box. It's about providing a solution. Because anything we do or recommend, chances are very high, it'll have an impact in somebody's life. So for me, I find that as something that I don't take for granted, uh, honestly. And I, and I really love the part whereby we're able to take uh, a challenge, break it down, and provide credible solutions that can be used within the market. For me, I find that's the most interesting thing. I keep on saying my role is a two things, sell hope and make magic. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think that's majorly what I do. So this is something that you can wake up at 3 a.m. and have no issue doing? Uh, anytime. Um, in fact, it's, it's, it's something I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for that I'm able to do. Mm. Um, I think if I'd gone into the life of coding, and if my brother listens to this, he'll understand, I was just not happy. But um, this other aspect around marketing and digital advertising, it's been an interesting uh, journey because I can anytime the days when I'm walking around and I see something I'm like oh this is a good idea I have a notebook and I jot it down or these days now um, or not in the back of the day I had a notebook but now I can I can note it down on my phone yeah so <coughs> you've said you're the um, uh, head of sales and uh, marketing, marketing at Pulse yeah. so what does that role uh, entail shall you hope that magic um, it's 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 a very um, let me simplify it ideally what happens is to the two prongs. So the sales aspect is how do we commercialize all the online platforms? So Pulse Kenya, where it sits, um, has various online platforms and various online assets from online shows on their YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, they also have a few Twitter spaces. They have a web, a web platform. They have social media pages. So my main role, ideally, is to make sure those things are bringing in money. That's plain and simple. That's the sales aspect around it. Now, the marketing aspect around it is how do I educate the audience or how they educate the market about what Pulse does. So what's the brand Pulse? What are we good at? What's our unique selling point? How can this brand, how can we partner with various like-minded stakeholders? How can we also uh, help 
other partners come on board and leverage on the various brands. So that's ideally what my role is. So my, my job is constantly to talk uh, with, with different uh, people from different backgrounds and try to find a consensus mm. and see how we can actually work together. That's interesting. Uh, in previously, before you came to to Pulse, you worked at Nation, you worked at uh, Breta Monday, which is affiliated to Pulse. You worked at uh, Royal Media, and part of your role in these companies was advertising, digital advertising. So, what is the difference between a huge company like Royal Media um, pursuing this uh, digital advertising and um, SME? Uh, so what's what's usually the difference? Because both of them need to advertise, and uh, both of them are targeting uh, the Kenyan market. How would an SME approach digital advertising compared to a huge company? Okay, uh, fair enough. It, sometimes it depends also on the objectives of the company. Um, some large companies, as you rightfully said, don't really need to push the brand. They are known. Mm -hmm. uh, case in point, Safaricom. I don't think there's anybody in this country that knows Safaricom, right? So for them, it's not, it's not about awareness. They, that place for them is just plateaued. So you'd find what they're trying to do is now basically uh, get incremental usage of their products, mm. right? So if it's data, if it's M-Pesa, so for them, it's about how can they pivot to enable that these guys can scale and use more products. Mm. So that's the angle of, for, for, a, for a large company. Um, for us, SME, there's a bit different. Uh, for them, majorly, the one they want to educate, what's the brand? Secondly, what am I offering? Third, why am I unique vis-a-vis -vis all the other players in the market, both large and small? And then third, given the fact, which is a major factor, since they're small, they don't have the same spending power as the large ones. So they have to be a bit smarter, more tactical, uh, look at the right uh, passion points for their various audiences, and then now actually go about purchasing their various advertising. Some of them even don't do uh, what's called traditional advertising, let's say print, TV, or radio. Mm. Some of them will look through emailers, some of them will look through social media, do targeted ads, because mm. they are trying to be as tactical as possible and to maximize on their ROI. Okay. Yeah. So from your experience, would if I had, for example, 5,000 shillings and I want to advertise my business, on Facebook or any of these social media platforms, uh, do you think it would have an impact? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I wouldn't say it doesn't because I've seen it have impact for, for, for a guy. Just recently, there's a gentleman who, who does a gypsum, the thing for the roof. Mm -hmm. um, it was so funny. His Facebook page has 200 followers for the company. Yet in 2021, this guy made 3 million bob. And we asking him, what have you done different? Like, I was just putting 500 bob here, 500 bob there as a, as a sponsored ad on Facebook. So I think if you, and yet he was not optimizing, he was just try, trying it out. So imagine if you had optimized it, how much more money you would have gotten. Uh, if you had used the right keywords and stuff like that. So I, I do believe definitely there's a budget for everybody. I think it's just how smart and how tactical you are, you're able to execute those things. But if I wear my pulse hat, I would say give me the money. So you also, do digital advertising for small companies? Yeah, we do, we do. I, th I think um, if you look at any pyramid of the most institutions, uh, at the bottom layer, there are a lot of SMEs who aren't really been considered or talked to by most companies, mm -hmm. most media house, and, and, I'll, and I'll hold my hand up and say I've also been part of, for, partly to blame for that. Because you know, whenever you go into advertising, you want a quick turnaround time. You want a client to come in and give you pumping money so it can meet your monthly targets. However, there are these small guys, the SMEs, 
who are churning and doing so much out there, but they're not being talked to. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at, okay, a, a good example is equity. When they came in, nobody was talking to the Lord, Lord's here, guys. They came in, spoke to them, gave them a solution. And that was the number one bank in Kenya, um, and expanding to Congo and, and Tanzania and Rwanda. So that's a very good case study for just what you can do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you've talked about uh, targeting uh, people, what you'd say maybe at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, what about the people in the middle? Because I've had that argument of, of yes, target people at the very bottom or at the very top. So this middle section is usually either is it neglected or is it saturated? It's funny. It's, it's almost like that analogy of the middle child. Yeah. Uh, like the first one is like this. This one, the middle just doesn't seem to know where to fit in. Which, which is a very valid point. Because um, sometimes when you look at most briefs, okay, in my years leading up to now, it's always the low tier and top tier. Um, and for sure, nobody ever considered the what you call the middle tier. Um, but as time in, has gone on, we have seen an increase in guys and an increase to talk to them. But given, I think within the middle tier, there are other sub-tiers. So I think the only challenge with that is how do you talk to these various individuals in different tones whereby you're able to contact and touch all of them in different touch points. I think that's been the largest challenge for most brands. And I think that's why, one, they struggle, or two, they just decide to avoid and hope so it's almost that right it was vibes and inshallah like you just mm -hmm. push it and hope somebody sticks yeah. Yeah. yeah but i don't think there's anybody who can say they have a clear uh trajectory of the middle what i've seen brands do they'll try and grow with you from the top from the bottom mm -hmm. to the top so they ensure that wherever you are in the pyramid you're consuming a product from theirs wearing your heart at uh, pulse what would you say is the best platform mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. for an sme to, mm -hmm. to advertise on. Okay, that's a, a very good question. I know it's it's quite uh, it's uh, putting on the spot because it, there are so many factors that uh, need to be considered. But what can you just say is, is that the one the best? Best. Yeah. Yeah. I submit talking. Let's say to B two C. I would say the best I've seen is uh, we have okay we have a show. It's called Inside the Hustle. Mm -hmm. So Inside the Hustle is very similar. It's a it's very SME MSME oriented. So it talks to guys who be one, you have a, 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 a stall in town, you have an online shop on IG, um, you have something you're doing outside hustle. So cause I think anybody in Kenya, you can't just survive on one salary. Uh, if HR is listening to this, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Yeah, you can't survive on one salary. So yeah. um, you find that there are certain small, small uh, organizations where people are doing big things out there. And, and this inside the household gives them an opportunity to actually uh, plug in and showcase what they've done, able to do. And it's also very interesting to note that even within the banking sector, they have begun creating products for these sales sales individuals, uh, SMEs, because they've seen there's an increase in that particular mm -hmm. uh, uh, audience. So I feel that's one of the, for, for me personally, mm -hmm. I feel inside the household is a very good opportunity because you're able to come talk, break down what your product does or your service does, and talk to our audience. It has a platform on our uh, on our pages and actually depository. So anytime you want to come back, you can come and consume. Okay. So uh, what about these uh, the other mainstream platforms? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. What platform would be ideal uh, beside uh, inside the household? Okay. Um, I always say to be safe, safest back Facebook. Mm. Um. 
I think right now, if I'm not wrong, I think we have 8.8 million users on Facebook in Kenya. Maybe Bennett has increased, I'm not, I'm not so sure. But you can never go wrong with Facebook. Um, and you notice when somebody's on Facebook, vis-a-vis Twitter, vis-a-vis Instagram, vis-a-vis TikTok, or Snapchat, or whatever it may be, you're at a particular cycle in your mind. You're either one not in a purchasing mood, or you're in there for visuals, for leisure, uh, and stuff like that. If you're on Twitter, you're in an argumentative mood, uh, chances are very high. TikTok, you just want to laugh. Um, Instagram, it's more of comparison. Uh, if you purchase, well and good. But Facebook, you find this large engagement. Guys share more, guys comment more. Uh, there's a longer shelf life, and you get a lot more returns. And, I, and back to the example I gave earlier for the guy who has 200 followers, if he's able to churn 300 or 3 million bob from it, I think then it's, it's an ideal situation. It's very hard to do the same thing on Twitter. But it's possible on Facebook, yeah. But that's a bit more work. Okay. And what's your what's your best platform as Jack uh, for leisure? Uh, <laughs> I love Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Twitter addict. I think that's that's something I'm self-confessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on Snapchat. It's just for me, it's just really Twitter. But it also is because of the information okay. um, that is passed down on there. I, I can uh, unfortunately got lost with Facebook because they. When them and Instagram changed the algorithm and I couldn't follow the feed properly, I just kind of lost it. Mm-hmm. Uh, TikTok, I see it from afar, um, but I'm not there, to be very honest. Yeah. But I appreciate what they do. I think they're the fastest growing social media network right now. I think they recently clocked a billion users. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. What I'm amazed at with TikTok is that it has made so many people become... Uh, content creators, mm. right? Storytellers. Um, it's amazing how much talent there is out there that is untapped. People just need a platform. Yeah, I think also the fact that um, it promotes authenticity. Yeah. yeah. Compared, compared to Instagram, where you have to Photoshop everything, filter your light skin. I know, I know. Yeah. I don't know why why guys need to feel they need to change who they are as a person. Um, and I like the point you made about authenticity. I think we need to appreciate who we are as people because that's what makes us unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I, cause I, I was once told uh, when you feel people are judging you, it's you judging yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's the same thing with Instagram. If you they need to filter, crop, whatnot, I think it's you judging yourself. Yeah. 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 Okay. So if you use uh, Twitter and TikTok, uh, so it means you rarely click on ads. So you're not usually... A target person when people are when businesses are targeting customers it's a cash 22 because i think because of my nature of my job i have to click on ads just to see mm-hmm. yeah if i wasn't in this space maybe not mm-hmm. uh but given the space i'm in i, I have to mm-hmm. that's so i wouldn't say i do it out of leisure i just do it out of necessity yeah okay, okay. what's the best ad you've seen within the last six months best digital ad Mm. That made you stop scrolling. I think one of the best ads I've seen usually. Okay, I keep re- reverting back to within the last six months, but one of the best ads I've seen. Um, to be very honest, so there are two. There's Volvo, mm-hmm. and there's Audi. Um, again, I, uh, motoring company. Funny enough, I'm not even. I don't really like cars. I'm not even a motorhead. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Volvo ad was done for one of the Super Bowls. I don't know which Super Bowl it was. So what usually House Bowl does its thing is that the ad breaks are priced very high. So what Volvo did was a gorilla marketing tool. Mm-hmm. 
they decided that we won't um, spend money during this time. What we'll do, we'll just communicate and say that whenever you see an ad for a card during the Super Bowl, uh, tweet us the particular hashtag. And then whoever gets the, I think, the most engagement gets a chance to win a car, right? So the funniest thing was whenever you saw a, a Porsche ad, you saw a Ferrari, whatever it may be, guys were tweeting Volvo. So at the end of the Super Bowl, at the end of the whole thing and they're doing a report, guess which brand had the most engagement? Volvo. Volvo. Which was very, very dope. There was one I saw, it's on a YouTube channel called Cracked. Uh, I don't know if it's a true ad, but I liked the, 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 the creativity around it. It was an alcoholic brand and the, the play, the play on words and they're saying they're alcohol and alcohol responsibly. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> So never, yeah, so never Heineken or whoever was doing an ad and saying at the end of it, drink responsibly. That clearly yeah. showing these guys, yeah, drink. And I, I like such kind of ads whereby there's pun, yeah. there's hidden meaning. I, I love those kind of ads. For me, those two really stuck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I think one for Volvo, uh, Beats by Dre, I think, did something similar during the, um, I don't know the 2014 World Cup yeah. where they used um, people, so user-generated content. Yeah to spread the the word and using hashtags yeah. without without i think paying spending awards. a dime yeah. Yeah. yeah like even you know funny enough i was i was, I was watching i think athletic interest mm-hmm. and they were doing do you know the olympics and the olympics it was after the olympics at that point and they were talking how nike won the olympics for me as from back in, in time so what nike used to like doing was because i did a sponsor the olympics whenever i go to the olympic <coughs> stadium you'll find a billboard for Nike just before you get in. Mm-hmm. So never taking a picture, Nike was always being seen. And that's how they took over. And then I noticed something else. I think in the 1994, 1996 Olympics, uh, he's called who? Michael Johnson had gold Nike spikes when he broke the world record. Mm-hmm. That was something that everybody wanted. <clears throat> and then I think if you noticed, when Usain Bolt did it a few years later, he had gold Puma spikes. Nobody noticed. I don't know why nobody actually has made a lot of comparison around those two, but there is something there. Yeah, this is sponsored by Adidas. Yeah. Uh, so I find if you can do guerrilla marketing in an effective way, mm. you get to leverage the brand a bit better. That's that's my belief. Yeah. And have you seen that uh, in Kenya? <laughs> I have, I have, I have. Um, I, I've seen Airtel try it uh, with Safaricom. Didn't go well for them. I think they were sued. <laughs> um, I think they're the ones who really stick out because they're the ones who really go out to them. Um, I'm trying to see. I know, I think when I was younger, I used to see a lot of the FMCGs there, now soap detergents, yeah, yeah. Um, make fun of each other. But I've not seen anything since. Like, I don't know if brands have become scared. There's no brand manager, mm-hmm. what they're doing. But yeah, I don't know if they become scared. Or creativity has just gone. Outside the window. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're waiting for, but yeah. Okay. So um, let's get into Kenya. And where, where do you think we are in terms of uh, digital? Uh, what's the state of digital marketing, digital advertising uh, in Kenya for both uh, large corporates and SMEs? Also, I, li- I like that question. <laughs> I'm very biased. Mm. I keep on believing large corporates think being digital is having an app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the most digital strategy. We have an app. <laughs> or we have social media pages. And I ask them, that's not a digital strategy. Um, that's a digital format or a platform. Mm-hmm. But what's your strategy? Uh, I was once told strategy or digital strategy is a state of mind. 
right? It's not a department, it's not um, a floor, it's a state of mind. Like basically, uh, what are you what are you guys doing to ensure that your consumers are interacting with you, whichever the media touch point is? So naturally, when you wake up, the first thing you interact with is your phone. Chances are very high. Uh, if you're on somebody who goes to social media, if somebody consumes various online content, you will definitely touch your device. So if this is your first point of interaction with your consumer, are you there? So you find most large corporates aren't there. Again, back to the point whereby I feel they become lazy. Because mm. we are known, we are big enough. Yeah. yeah, like why do I need to, so you'll still come to me, there's that, there's that kind of uh, mentality. Now, the smaller guys are a bit more aggressive, right? They'll do a lot, a lot more research. They'll do a lot more intel on their audience. They'll try and fine tune. Why? Because as I said earlier, they don't have the money, they don't have resources to just plunge and say, hey, let's just do this. Let's just do a TV ad. Let's do a road show. They have to be very tactical because they have to look at their margins. So you'll find the ones who have the best ads are the SMEs. And I find SMEs take digital more seriously uh, than larger corporates. You look at banks, look at insurance, look at media houses. If you ask them what their digital strategy is, you'll be told it's an app. You'll be told it's a social media page. You'll be told it's a website. Recently, we were having a debate in the office and we were asking somebody, are websites still relevant? Uh, when someone tells you about a new brand, what do you do first? Do you check if they have a social media page or do you check if they have a website? And I asked them, even worst case scenario, have you ever checked if a brand has an app? Mm. Very few guys check that. And I, was, and I once told a company um, who ended up trying to do the digital strategies they were building an app. I told them, unless your app has a social media, ele- not social media, a social element towards it whereby I can chat, I can share, I can engage in my network, your app will die. It won't go far. Look at the top ads, apps that work right now. There's an element of interaction. There's an element of shareability. Even Apple Music has that. Spotify has that. Mm. So I don't understand why sometimes most um, brands, large brands specifically, don't see that. Uh, I they don't get it. So you brought up an interesting thing. So do you think websites are relevant? Personally, no. Mm. Personally, no. Uh, they could be relevant if you're doing a tender. Like someone just wants to know if someone just wants to know your company. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen a lot of, especially the younger generation, who will be the next consumers and the next purchasers. None of them actually check websites. Uh, they'll check social media pages, and they'll check through their networks. Do you know this brand? Mm. Full stop. Like our website, like something at your website. Like oh, you know that's more of my generation. But the younger ones, I've not seen anybody even care. They'll check if this YouTube channel. Uh, the Facebook page, Twitter, whatever, whatever. How's the interaction like? What's the content like? But very few of them actually check it on the website. And none of them check if there's an app. Yeah. That's interesting because do you think Pulse would survive without a website? And um, for example, shopping shopping platforms, especially for, for ladies, uh, and even let's say Nike or Adidas, do you think all um, shopping activities and transactions can just take uh, place on social media platforms? Or do you think such uh, industries still do need a website? I don't think they need a website. How many IG shops do we have out there? How many times you guys some tell somebody to be a picture of WhatsApp? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll pay. How many times is Twitter trying to, and I think Instagram and Facebook trying to integrate payments through their platforms? Yeah. Um, I don't see websites lasting that long anyway. Um, hence also why you, 
it could be a precursor to why you're seeing guys like Amazon now pivoting into content, mm-hmm. uh, opening studios and buying all those other things. Because um, at some point, as like any uh, industry, any product, you will plateau. Yeah. Right? Print was the in thing a few years back, it's plateaued. Um, same as radio, now we are doing podcasts, TV, now there's YouTube. Um, we're having a conversation some time back and we're like, guys no longer watch TV shows, guys watch people. Right? You go and watch influencers, you go and watch a vlog. Like I remember a friend of mine who once told me he knows of a, he knows somebody's life from the morning to the evening because how much they post. That's not an influence. They even knew the cap number plate. Right? Um, and so I'm saying guys actually and you don't even know who this person is, but you're watching somebody's life. Um, so I think it's something that brands need to realize. Yeah. That's actually uh very interesting yeah, um, I recently tweeted that I was very surprised or not even surprised impressed mm. um, I was at uh, TRM mm. and I wanted to pay parking mm. I saw that I saw it I saw it yeah what's up because I didn't want to use USSD because uh-huh. I need to have airtime yeah, yeah and I think on my line I need to have around 15 shillings airtime mm-hmm. so and they had removed the their pay bill mm. so they said just uh, scan uh, the the QR code and I think I found that very interesting because uh, you're talking to a chatbot and then you get an SDK push to mm. pay yeah. and this takes like 5 seconds yeah instantaneous and you know I think yeah I'd, I'd back that up um, uh, your claim that Yes, websites will still be relevant, especially for official purposes, yeah. and to show that you're actually real and yeah. do exist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, many, many, or rather, most interactions are moving towards these social media platforms. Yeah. Which is, which is quite interesting because they're already so powerful. Yeah. Um, and what we're saying is they're going to become even more powerful. More powerful. Yeah. Uh, which is very true because look at the amount of because when somebody is building a company. They look at the capex. They look at how much am I pumping in, how much do I uh, am I removing, and from the, most of the guys who I know who have built companies in the past, let's say even four years, website has been the last thing on their mind. Mm-hmm. They've only been told what's the most ideal page for us to develop for our product. That's what they begin with. Then they begin with that, and then now they when they, once they've grown enough and start doing more serious gigs is when they start saying, oh now we need to build our website, mm-hmm. right? Because it's also not cheap to build a website, and it, it never ends. There's maintenance, there's whatnot, and the more you want to scale, the more things you need to add. Mm-hmm. So somebody looks at it and wonders, okay, do I really need this thing? And it's a very similar concept to uh, these guys in town who no longer give you a stall to rent, but they give you a like a box, like a box. Like a, yeah, like a poster. Exactly, like a poster. Yeah. So it also shows even on the on the offline element, even they are adapting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can no longer need a whole thing because they understand it's pricey. And there's been an influx because also if you realize, um, unfortunately in our country right now, very many guys are in trash because of COVID, right? Many guys lost their jobs. At the same time, the guys who lost their jobs, the guys who came out of campus or the guys who are entering the workforce. So who's going to who's going to hire all these people? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you find there are very limited job opportunities, but there but there are so many guys out there looking for jobs. Look at lawyers. How many lawyers own their own law firms? Very few of them work in law firms that they are working at. They do it for pupillage and then mm-hmm. they do their own thing. They go and do their own private practices. Um, so it's you find that now the, the market is kind of adapting to the change. Okay. Um, hopefully brands will realize this and also adapt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just 
something has just hit uh, my mind um, on Google mm-hmm. when you're searching for something, mm-hmm. or rather when you want information, do you search on Google or do you go to a social media platform to search? Uh, I begin, uh, but remember, I'm, a, I'm more of the older generation. I'll begin with Google first. Okay. So for me, it may be a bit biased because that's what I grew up okay. doing. Uh, but you may find from, the, from cause my team is way younger than I am, mm. uh, they usually go first on social. So if they're looking for a pair of sneakers, they'll go to social They go to social first, yeah. But if it's something like a, if it's an FMCG, again, mine will be a bit biased. Um, if it's an FMCG, I'll definitely go social first. Okay. Shoes, uh, food, uh, stuff like that, I go social first. If I'm looking for a particular service, um, let's say banking or airline, I'll go Google first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chances are very high. But if I'm looking, let's say, for instance, at the I want to look for somewhere to, like a hotel, hotel just to chill. Just I'll go to Instagram or I'll ask my, 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 my peers. Yeah. You talked about hotel because um, I want to bring up the issue of reviews. When you're, how, how important are reviews mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. you when purchasing something? Is it something that y- if, if you see a few bad reviews and you're out, um, how important are reviews? I would say I would say sixty percent. Um, sixty percent for like I would they 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 are major. They are a factor for me picking something. Why I give it sixty and and not let's say higher is because I've been in a scenario whereby I've seen a company tells its employees give good reviews for this thing mm-hmm. so that it can be get, it can get more customers. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see certain reviews, it's with a hint of doubt because I've been on the other side and I've seen what companies can do. Um, but yeah, I do always, if, for instance, if I'm, let's say I'm buying food from a new restaurant, run check out a new restaurant, chances are very high, I'll look at the reviews. Same as a hotel, I'll check the reviews, I'll like ask. But at the end of it, I'll also ask from my friends, do you know of this place? Have you tried it before? And stuff like that, yeah. So if, as we wind up, um, what do you usually do to unwind? Because I'm not sure, I mean, I don't think you you think digital even when you're going to sleep. So what do you like doing to unwind from your eight to five. Ah, okay. So usually these days, what happened was, um, I think for the past two years, I, I got a trainer. So I think um, I, I, I found I found I've always found working out being very very ideal for me. Also, given the fact that I grow fat very quickly, mm-hmm. if I just but it's become huge. So my trainer usually comes every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at four thirty a.m. and we work out like for two hours. So that's one way to put my mind in the right headspace. And then I think on most Sundays I'm playing football with my pals um, at Sadili, Nangata. Uh, but of late, I've, I've had this bad habit of purchasing min chakas. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just purchasing them and looking and, and getting them uh, online and stuff like that. But, but for me, I think, listen, I can say those are my, my, my three major things I like to do just to unwind. Because um, I keep on telling guys, my job is, or can be, um, a bit intense. Um, you almost have to be switched on, as you know, uh, the digital space, like what's going on, what's the new stuff, what can you offer. So you're constantly checking for stuff and looking. Um, you can be driving, you see a new idea and stuff like that. So sometimes you need a, a point to re- disconnect and recharge. Um, and then, yeah, and then at least come back now at least better place. Because I think when I was younger, I made a very big mistake. Um, I think I was telling somebody recently, for the first three to four years of my employment, I did not know you were supposed to take leave. You get, like, because I was telling them, growing up, I never saw my parents take leave. They were constantly, every day without fail. At seven, they were out. And by five, they were back. 
every for Monday, Friday, unless they were unwell, but I never saw my folks take leave. So when I joined the workforce, I also believed uh, leave was a myth. So when I should see the other older guys who've been there longer take leave, I assumed it's because they've been there longer, like they have the privilege. Um, and it almost, because um, at some point I was telling somebody, I think I was 24, at that, 24, 25. And I think um, I once went to the barber shop for a haircut. And I keep on making this story because it's, it's quite for me, I find it funny. Um, that point, I, I had hair, not like now. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I was being shaved. And this guy has shaved me for years. He shaved me until to, up to today. Shout out to Benza. Um, and I remember the point, no, you're done, I'm going to shave. So now I go to pick a cut. I'm going to pick a cut, I'm going to go to the cut, I'm going to go to the cut. Like, I think you know, I'm in their spirits. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'm in this adventure. I'm in I realized it's because of the stress. Like, I was actually at 25. I was overworking myself. Yeah, so I, I learned to start taking breaks. So, so this is like, I keep telling my team every now and then, work-life balance. Because mm-hmm. my team, my average age, the youngest person in my, my team is 24, oldest is 27. So they're at that point where they are, they are kind of like me. They're trying to strive to to make it, make it in life, um, but I keep on telling them don't forget to live life. Um, of course, within certain uh, boundaries, yeah. but ideally, uh, don't make the same mistake I did. I think one of the biggest things when you are a leader or a manager or whatever it may be, it's about making sure that whoever comes after you mm. has a better time than you did. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I think that thing for the hair really resonates because <laughs> even for me, I think the last, the second last time, yeah. um, he just put a cut for the sick. Yeah. Just put powder so that I can see manage just to manage uh, my expectations because I'm also getting to, to that age. Uh, to Caribbean. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, what's uh, what's your parting shot to, to guys who uh, would be looking to get uh, into your industry as a career and uh, to businesses that would want to leverage uh, digital and especially in Kenya? Okay, um, let me begin the, with uh, the businesses. I think don't be afraid to try something new. Uh, there's something my, my, my boss likes to say, always fail forward, right? Um, where they've reached, they are already making money. It's, 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 it's a given. Mm. Uh, don't be afraid to, to try something new because your new consumers are the young audience. Mm. So experiment, try, do your research, um, rely on data. Uh, do not rely on a feeling or I think. Yeah. You know, I've been in meetings where I've had, I feel, I saw, I, but there's no data to support it. Um, so I think rely heavily on data. For the second part, for the guys who want to begin this industry, I think it's, it's imp- try, follow your passion, and please come and take my job so I can take a break. <laughs> 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 interesting, interesting. So, what can pulse what what can pulse offer uh, an SME if they come today to your to your office? Okay. Um, so one of the services we offer right now, we can do social media management for an SME. We can do what we call distribution, just highlighting your products on a platform. There's also inside the household where we come, we can walk through what you guys do. Uh, we can do video production. Um, we are what we call a one-stop shop for everything. Okay. Um, uh, so even comes with business strategy, branding, logo development, and stuff like that, Pulse can all sort that out. Yeah. Uh, Pulse is based in Nigeria, Ghana, Senegal, Kenya, recently in Uganda, and by the end, by the mid Q2 in Cote d'Ivoire. 
So basically, the, on the Pan-African side, we are pretty much covered. Um, so yeah, and we are not limited. So even it comes to an East African aspect or angle, we're able to do that as well. That's interesting. Yeah. So even the space that we are in at the moment is um, at their offices in Nairobi, uh, which is quite uh, quite uh, good. So again, if you would need such uh, uh, space to do your uh, shoots, then you can uh, give them a call. Or you can go to Google and search. Or if you're in the younger category, you can go to Facebook and search. <laughs> yeah. So Santi Sana Jack for uh, coming and being a guest on on this podcast. Uh, we really appreciate your your time and your words of wisdom. And yeah, I've been Ian Courier from Jada Agency, and you're listening to the number one digital marketing podcast. So I will link, or rather, I will leave uh, the links of Pulse and uh, Jack in the show notes, and also uh, on YouTube, I'll leave them in the description box. So until next time, uh, thank you and bye bye.